BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. So we've got a lot of business to get to here in level two. We got Tony Finn for a couple of more minutes. Uh, we really do have a full house here this evening, man. Um, we got Steve Merrill stepping up and in. We've got Eric Williams. We're going to talk Chargers football. It's been great stuff, Tony. I know Tony's a handicapper, talks a lot of beat writers, and tries to soak it up. Even though we did have a beat writer the other day say it's annoying because she said she covers the Titans. She said people like in the business are always like sending her messages asking her about who's playing and this and that and practices yeah. and this. Yeah. And she basically said it gets annoying. <laughs> so what you got to do, you got to yeah. send these people a bottle of wine once a year and stuff like that. Well, you have to give them something, too. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, they don't want to do some of the work. Uh, that, and I can help them with other who's playing for They, I can save them time, and that's how the relationships I've formed. Uh, you know, you scratch each other's back a little bit. <laughs> At least they scratch each other's back. Don't pull a Deshaun well, Watson here. Huh? Yeah, yeah thought, okay. okay. Another, all right, I'm sorry. I forgot who I was talking to. I shouldn't have thrown that to you. It's my bad. I forget. I said it. Scratch that. Sorry, Your Honor. Scratch that from the record. So, I'm, talking about um, really his quarterback situation with Carolina, it is a healthy okay. one with a preseason game. I mean, you got you got Baker Mayfield. You got Sam Bradford. You got P.J. Walker. You got Matt Corral. Like, that's a nice quarterback room, and everybody's battling for a job and a reputation. Yes. And uh, you have to – if you don't, even if you don't like – what the quarterbacks have done historically, or you don't like their, their form from that. These guys are out there; they're trying, and uh, and I couldn't agree with you more. That's what I want in preseason. One of, one of the variables I want is what's the team going to do. Many coaches, I thought tonight, Bengals, for instance, Gabe would they were going to focus on a couple three things that weren't even they weren't really scoring variables or or possession variables, and I thought they were the easiest play this weekend uh, against the spread, and it worked out. It doesn't always, but you're right. Listen, give me the Panthers, give me the points um as inconsistent as they've been hell, heck I'll, I'll take them any day of the week getting points in this situation especially i like baker mayfield how about you uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't think that he's bad as people make him out to be. I think no. once you become no. a media punchline, right? He's brought a lot of it upon right. himself, but from a quarterback play, it did. The guy, oh, he's, he's, yeah. he did beat the Steelers in the jerk. playoffs last year. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's a, a dumbass. He's he a says, <laughs> no, he's not a jerk in real life. He's nice to kids and stuff and football camp. Yeah. I'm not going to call him a jerk. He just says dumb things. Like, he's thin-skinned. He says dumb things. And, hey, listen, if you want to be on every progressive commercial when you've done nothing in your career, you got to take the heat too, bro, right? That's, That's the thing right. with Baker. He likes the glory, but he doesn't like the, the smack talk back, and he should accept it and understand. You guys, whatever. I got a hot girlfriend. I make a lot of money.
money and you don't. So, right? I mean, Bryce uh, Mayfield, Darno <laughs> Mayfield, and a rookie Matt Corral. That's right, hold on, we'll be back. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's a good night. <laughs> it's level two. This is Portridge. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pitch, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. NFL preseason uh, rolling on. Overs are 8-0. Oh. Fernando Tatis uh, Jr. suspended for 80 games. I, uh, you know what? I'm going to blame the team. I'm going to have a hot take on this. you got to babysit this dude. Like, seriously, at this point, like, it's almost like the Kyler Murray contract. Like, you're going to have to sit this guy down and say, listen, we're putting this in writing. You're not allowed driving over 75. You're not allowed rubbing any lotion or cream on your body without our pre-approval. Like, no, honestly, like, did they, when did they know is a question, too, that people are asking. But my deal is, you've already been out this long. This this substance that he took was basically seemed to help with swelling. So, you know, he's trying to get back quicker, but it just seems to me that if you're around a bunch of doctors and stuff, then and team doctors that they would be, oh, by the way, make sure you don't take this. I know it's a shortcut, but don't do this, huh? Because, like, you know what I mean? Like, you figure, I don't know. Right. Did anybody ever bring up, like, hey, by the way, if you're tempted to do this, I know, but don't do it, right? Like, yeah. I, I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, the guy, let's just, he is acted like an idiot, for lack of a better term. So I hope now they realize he can't be trusted to do anything without, like, monitoring type of situation. But time has flown, Tony, so we got a couple of minutes here. <laughs> Matt Ryan's going to play in the first quarter tomorrow. Great quarterback situation in the Seattle-Pittsburgh game tomorrow. Geno Smith yeah. starting. Drew Locke comes in after Geno, second quarter. Looks mm-hmm. like Jacob uh, Eason is going to um, is going to play in the second half. Meanwhile, man, you got uh, Trubisky. You got Mason Rudolph. You got yeah. Kenny Pickett. What's your take on the way out of here, Tony, with the football? Well, well yeah, I would have told you a week ago, take Indianapolis on the points, but now you're giving points to Buffalo simply because Ryan's going to play a full quarter. And the, the, the game I liked most in the second part of the schedule you just read was Dallas. I like Dallas plus the points against Denver. All right, I like where you're going with this, Tony. I like it. Anytime we get, we're getting points here. Uh, Dallas and Denver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't believe in Denver. That's, hey. uh, that's, uh, that's me. I'm a big Josh Johnson fan. That guy can ball, man. That guy's been around. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like the breaking yeah. Benjamin Button. Hey, great hit tonight, Tony. A lot of fun. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. See you next week. Steve Merrill next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Sports Ridge, I am Gable Morenci. Sirius XM Channel 159. Shout out SoCal, the 50,000 watt juggernaut, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Steve Merrill steps up and in prosportsinfo.com. Wagertalk.com. There's a ton of stuff to break down, including Fernando Tatis's 80 game suspension. Steve, always a pleasure. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, Gabe, you know, NFL preseason's here, but baseball had to uh, steal the stage heading into the weekend, right? They really did. I really didn't see this uh, story uh, coming, but I find it fascinating, Steve, actually, that if you recall, you and I talked a lot about the odds before the trade, and I was telling everybody, listen, if you think he's going to San Diego, and everybody thought he was going to San Diego, grab grab San Diego now at 18-1, to 1, because I think it's going to go to about 8, uh, eight to 10-1 to 1 or so. It ended up going to 10 to 1 after the deal. Now they struggled after the deal, Steve, but I find it fascinating that as as we speak right now, it's 18 to 1 again. So they never they're not getting to tease back, but they do have Soto. What do you make of this crazy story? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, losing Tatis for the rest of the season, the blow is lessened when you pick up Soto and Bell, right? Because it's still a net positive, probably from where they were a month ago. And they never had him all year, right, Steve? Because people are like, oh, they're done. I'm like, well, they're not really done. They never had him. (laughs) The problem for me, though, Gabe, was that they needed pitching. I mean, maybe Soto or Bell and a pitcher, you know, and that's the thing. They're not going to catch the Dodgers is the other thing. The Dodgers, yeah, how about this, Gabe? You're a Dodger fan. I I follow them. I kind of root for them as well just because they have so much talent. Um, I really feel like the Soto trade made the Dodgers stronger. Like, they haven't lost sense basically so it's like it almost is like it woke up a sleeping giant who's just running away with that division now and um you know they go to kansas city in a flat spot and come out strong tonight as well uh, it's funny because a lot of dodger fans well how come how come the dodgers aren't going to do this and i was one of the few people that brought it up about you know what we are 35 games over 500 you know what i'm saying right. you know you're 35 games over 500 and steve there is something to be said isn't there for the word chemistry clubhouse chemistry and, you know, I, people kind of laugh because I remember the, the night that Soto went. I said, you know what? It's going to be a sigh of relief in a lot of clubhouses now. Remember, you and I talked about the trade deadline and sighs of relief for, for guys before and after. Or they want to get traded. They don't want to get traded, et cetera. And I think even the Dodgers could, the Dodger players could say, all right, there's not, you know, there's not some new megastar coming in here. Our lineup isn't getting shifted around. Listen, these guys are all alpha males and egomaniacs, Steve, right? If you're on a baseball team and you guys are killing it, you probably like it the way that it is. Well, the other thing, too, is look, nothing's for free, right? I mean, these teams are basically selling their future to win now. And the Dodgers are the best team in baseball right now. I don't care what the record said. The Dodgers yeah, have been the best team. Why would they sell team. their future? It's a great point. Right. So, but here's the thing they're the best team in baseball already. Why give up any prospects? Because they can be the best team for another five or ten years, which they've kind of been for the last five years. I know they only have one World Series title, but they've been the best overall team in baseball for five years now. And look at the Padres. We're going to look back on a couple years from now when the Padres are one of the worst teams in baseball, and we're going to realize it all started on this moment when they gave up the number one, the number three, and the number 14 prospect and a kid that throws 100 miles an hour to the Nationals. I've been paying attention because I am a Nationals fan at heart, and um, I really do think San Diego sold their soul for an unwinnable title this year, and it's going to come back to bite them. Wow, Merrill, Merrill is uh, fired up uh, tonight, likes likes the haul, <laughs> likes the haul that the Nationals got. And also, Steve, you know, you brought up pitching, and it comes down to pitching, bullpen, defense. There's a lot of things that come into play, and I think the Angels are a classic example of you could have a mega superstar player. It doesn't mean you're going to win. Right. right? It does, baseball, baseball is such a team sport. We've seen it across the board. A lot of mega players and great players are on bad teams, and they can't help that and change it. Yeah, look at it this way. You can be the best pitcher in baseball. You're only going to start 20% of the games, right? One out of every five starts. You could be the best hitter in baseball. Like Otani is one of the best at both. And you're only going to be up one out of nine times, right? So it's like you got to have more than one or two guys. And I learned that lesson when Bryce Harper went to the Phillies. The Phillies vastly overpaid for him. Um, what I didn't like was the Nationals giving up all those guys to the Dodgers. You know, Redon going to the Angels, Turner going to the Dodgers. You know, they yeah, just started yeah. getting chipped away. But you cannot pay someone like Soto that much money because they're going to still be a te- – they're, ter- they're the worst team in the league right now with Soto. So they're several years away, but they picked up the number one and three prospects, the number It was 14. actually a blessing, wasn't it, Steve, that he was. declined a contract? It, it gives them because a chance to rebuild. what was the rebuild. point of paying someone $440 million to suck for the next three to five years. Well, Gabe, you and I are old enough. We've been around long enough to remember the, the Herschel Walker deal um, yep. back, you know, with the Cowboys. And that built, that built that dynasty for Dallas because they got so many draft picks and the Vikings basically got like one guy, you know, who yep. was already kind of over the hill. And I, I just think back on that. It's such an inexact. And how about Steve on the other end of that uh, equation? You're bang on. 
and it, it bear it built the Cowboys. And how about the Ricky Williams deal that buried that was the other the one I thought of? Years. That was the one thing right, I Mike just, Ditka said. Oh, he's Ditka. good enough. Let's trade twelve draft picks or whatever. Right? Remember? It's, it's never worked out. You know, it's like when people say like, well, socialism works. They just haven't done it right. It never works. And history shows that <laughs> when, when you make when you tra- trade away like twelve draft picks for a player, it's never worked in history that I can think of because. One guy, anything can happen. It, it's, you know, diversification with all those draft picks. And I, it's such an inexact science. And the baseball draft is even more inexact. You're talking about high school kids, you know, versus college football players. You're better off to have eight, nine picks and just, you know, find a unicorn with one or two of them than to try to get lucky with one pick. Steve Merrill bringing, bringing a heat here tonight. And it's funny, Steve, because a couple of nights ago was the anniversary. Hard to believe. I think it's been 34 years uh, since Wayne Gretzky got traded. Yeah, that's and a good one too. Although they did get to the finals with him, they, and that brought you know they did, that was, but, and, and that brought hockey to LA. That was a little different. Okay, but it did. I, but my point was, Steve, the Edmonton Oilers did win a Stanley Cup after after the deal. Yeah, like they got a bunch of players. They got draft picks. They swung some deals after that. They ended up winning the cup. I hear you. The Kings did go to the finals. We can't take that away from them. And they did build hockey. And look, the Kings. You know, they got statues of players out there now in Stanley yeah. Cup championships. I get it. But my whole point was, even that deal, Steve. Like, that's my whole point too. You're better off. It's sort of like stock, Steve, in real life. You can't put everything in one business. Right? You've got to diversify a little bit. Yeah, look, man, my, my hashtag to life is balance, and diversification is a form of balance, right? So they're really one of the same. Like how many good pitchers can you get, Steve, for $440 million? Right? Well, not you only get some that. pretty good arms, right? You're right. And not only that, players. an injury can happen to any one guy. You know, that's the yeah, other thing, yeah. too. Like Ricky Williams, I think, did Or he gets to look at Tatis, bro. They gave him massive money, Steve. And the guy's yeah. crashing motorcycles, can't play, and now he's a PED guy and he can't play. And Gabe, the other thing about it, too, it's human nature. When you get your payday, you're set for life. We see that a lot in sports, yep. especially football, where it's an intense sport, like these big, fat defensive linemen. The Redskins had them. Remember Stubblefield and Hainsworth? They both got monster paydays from Daniel Snyder, and they never played hard again. I, I still think of them as, like, textbook examples of that in football as well. Yeah, you know what, though? That's not their fault. <laughs> no, it's not, and I don't fault them for that. Uh, no, no, but if you remember Washington, uh, the commanders now, or whatever, uh, but, you know, Washington, they were always signing over-the-hill players. That's not the over-the-hill players' fault for taking the money, right? No, it was Daniel Snyder. It's, it's once again what happens when you have a little bit of knowledge and you think you're a football guy. He knew these names. He knew these all pros, and let's go get them. And he didn't understand the the human element of that. Once you give a guy $100 million, maybe they don't have that desire anymore to go smash football, you know, smash a guy in the head every play. For a free agent in, in football, he took the wrong course, right? Hey, look, he signed Bruce Smith. My guy, even Bruce Smith from the Bills, right, ended up there in the end. It was sort of like a retirement home, Steve. <laughs> it was like getting all these all pros two years too late. And you it's know such what a they typical were? Like example a of someone company. that doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what it was like a wrestling company? You know what I mean? Like when people sign all of Vince uh, WWE rejects after. You know what I mean? Right. That's the that's the company. It's like, you know what? Yeah, don't worry. You're going to have a hell of a career here. But even after you're kind of done, that other company, don't worry, will overpay you for a couple of more years. That, that's what that franchise is. Well, what was. about Pujols? You know, Pujols is another guy the Angels vastly overpaid, like in the back half of his career, you know? And uh, Strasburg with the Nationals. That's another thing that's really hurting the Nationals. They're still paying Strasburg. Strasburg's another one. You're right. Right. You don't can't overpay. Is. You just can't make bad investments, whether it's buying a stock at too high of a price or paying a guy too high. It comes back to bite you. And that's why the, the most successful people are take emotion out of it. If you look at the Los Angeles Rams, they just keep on moving different pieces that they think is better, cheaper, more, you know what I mean, that, that fits uh, more. You know, you can't uh, you can't get attached. But, but it's interesting, Gabe, because they made a big move with Stafford, though, and it obviously was the piece they were missing. Um, but you're That's right. For saying. the most part, they're they haven't bold. done it that way. No, but they're bold. That's the whole point, right? You've got to be bold and and shrewd, essentially. <laughs> That's well, that was, uh, well, the uh, other thing, Gretzky, Gretzky and Stafford are good examples. As I said earlier, if you're, do, if you're trading away your future, you have to be trying to win now. And I just don't think the Padres are going to win right now. That's why it was a bad move. The Rams and the, the Kings, it basically did get them to a position to win now. You know, they won a yeah, conference. Yeah, you can never – at the same point in time, I don't want to criticize an owner with, with all these cheap owners that are billionaires in real life, Steve, that don't want to spend any money on their teams. I'm never going to call out a team for trying to win, right? The intentions are there. That's true. And, and they still that might. is a good point. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and listen, they still might, right? Like we said, Tatis hasn't been there. So it's not like it hurts them, but let's be real. Who is better than the Dodgers in the National League? Maybe the Mets? But more with Steve Merrill on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You know, we were going up against it. And the phrase I was looking for right as we were going into the break about the Rams and about being bold is and not and not getting personally attached is, quite frankly, Steve, paying a player, paying a player for what his future performance is going to be and not his past performance. So, like, that's sort of my deal with Soto. Right. It's like, yeah, you're all right. You gave up a lot, but his future performance is going to be pretty good. Right. Like, you know, Correct. he's very young. Yeah. Was yeah, he 22 young. years old? I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 23, exactly. 24. Exactly. So going on 24. So he's, you know what I mean? You've got a lot of peak performance left. And that was sort of my point about the Rams. Look at Odell Beckham. Hey, he played great for them, Steve. He made a ton of catches. He had helped them in the Super Bowl, scored the first touchdown of the game. They didn't resign him after because they knew, you know what, his knee, he's got a bad knee, right? Like, he's got a bad knee. Let's not resign him. Look at the Dodgers. You know what? They like Corey Seager a lot. Man, he was the Dodger. He came through their system. They didn't want to give him up, but they also knew that Texas were overpaying him, Steve, right? Don't get personally attached and pay for future performance, not past performance. And I guess you could say the same thing about what we do, Steve. You and I would betting. You're not betting on what happened in the past. We're betting what's going to happen in the future. And you know, I love to talk the financial markets and stuff. That's exactly what the stock market is. It's it's future valuation. You know, a stock is priced for what it's going to do in one or two years from now, not what it's done. And the market is always forward looking. And um, I think that's one mistake that owners and general managers make. Is to you and me, it seems obvious. I mean, we know you know we're not experts, but we do know a lot about sports. And it, when I see them pay like even Harper three hundred million, I'm like, you know, he's young, and he was young still, but. I just can't justify that for a position player, maybe a pitcher, because a pitcher could literally win like a fifth of all your games if he's that dominant. But even then, it's one guy. You're still, you're still better off with diversification because you can always have an arm injury, a knee injury. And teams that have won championships like the Cowboys in the 90s, you know, and a lot of these other teams recently, they've built from within. And speaking of which, my, my former Baltimore Orioles as a child, hard not to be rooting for them because that's a team that was a seller at the trade deadline. And they beat Tampa on the road 10-3 Friday night. They're only a couple games out of that wild card. What a great story that would be if they make the playoffs. They're just not going away, are they, Steve? No, they're really not. And they were <laughs> sellers. Just not going away. Yeah. And they're actually official. They're actually in third place now. They're actually tied for the last wild card spot. Half a game ahead of Tampa now. How crazy is that? One and a half behind the Blue Jays. And, and they beat the Blue Jays a couple of times earlier in the week. Not shying away from divisional competition right now. Right, yeah, they're I don't, 33 I, I, and 21 at home too. Six games below on the road, so they have a youth movement. People are starting to support them. It's fun to watch. Yeah, and the stands are full suddenly. What, 43,000? And yeah, they're they're getting big crowds at Camden uh, right now. I've been riding them, Steve. I've been on them on a nightly basis, and I'm not just saying this because uh, you know I've watched them. I follow. I mean, we follow everything, but I watch a lot of American League East baseball as well. We're on the air with Cam. Cam, you know, the Blue Jays are always on. <laughs> so, right. so we're on him every night at 7. It's like, all right, I'll put, let's put the Blue Jay game on, right? And the Dodgers, I watch the Dodgers later. So I end up watching every Blue Jay game all the time. And so I see him play Baltimore. And I caught on earlier in the season. That I was like, you know what, this team is actually pretty good. Uh, you know, I said, man, they play hard. They play, they play good defense. But even I'm surprised that they're still around. But I was going to say, tonight I didn't bet them. And I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't because I've been blindly betting them on a nightly basis. But tonight I was like, man, I don't know. Are they really going to win again tonight? I didn't bet against them, but I didn't take them. 
Yeah, I mean, and the Rays have had a lot of injuries. You know, I still think Tampa could be a play-on team if they get healthy and they make the postseason with that experience. But um, it's nice to see a team that's in contention actually sell a couple veterans the other week because they know their youth movement is that yep. good, and these guys continue to play hard. And I still management. think they falter. They falter in September probably, but it's fun to watch. It really is. That's smart management. No, we're not going to trade four players to try to battle for a wild card spot right, because exactly. everyone's getting excited. Um, we're going. We're going to be patient. In fact, we're going to trade players, but that also gives younger players an opportunity to play, and it also gives them confidence, knowing that these guys. You know, you and I talked about it. Remember after the trade deadline, because people said, "Oh, you know, they traded this guy and Mancini, and they're in their bullpen." And right. it's like, no, everyone in the clubhouse knows confidently. Hey, they believe in me. They, you know what I mean? Like this. This is it, guys. We're we're the future of this team. Let's shoot. Let's show them that they they're they're right. And I think that's getting lost in all of this. And I don't you know, this story upsets me a little bit <laughs> because I did not think they were going to be this good this year, Steve. People are not talking about the Cleveland Guardians, dude. They just keep winning baseball games. Yeah, in fact, uh, they won again on Friday night. They're now two games ahead of the Twins heading into the weekend, three and a half ahead of the Unre- White Sox. That's the team I think you got to be careful with still, Chicago. Oh, I've given up on them, Steve. Everyone says this every night on my show. <laughs> Don't be that guy, right? Teddy's Teddy's big on them. He was big on them at the break. Oh, see, me and Teddy got into a big argument last night about quarterbacks. So, oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see him this week in Vegas. you got to fill me in so I can take the other side and get him pissed off again. Oh, oh yeah. Tell him uh, yeah, it was about Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. Okay. Um. I said that the Giants were in a good situation, that if Daniel Jones is good and, you know what I mean, then it's fine. And if he doesn't play well, then I said they wouldn't be shy, I don't think, to go to Tyrod Taylor. And he said they would never do that, that Daniel Jones is a million times. Tyrod Taylor sucks. And I said, yeah, he's not Joe Montana, but I said he's better than Daniel Jones. Yeah, I was like, neither is Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, it got heated. Uh, you know, it was one of those classic, you know, Teddy. He knows how to push the buttons, but, but he, he actually got me. And then I started yelling and flipping out and stuff. It was one of those <laughs> classic. <like. laughs> if I remember next week when I see him, I'll, I'll suddenly bring up the the Giants quarterback situation. Yeah, just say, what do you think about Tyrod Taylor and Daniel Jones? I'm telling you. he's. I'm going to say, Teddy. When did they finally just put Tyrod in there for Daniel Jones? It's such a no-brainer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You should tell him that. Tell him, you know, just drop it subtly when you're in Vegas. Say, man, I really would bet the Giants season win total, but only if Tyrod Tyrod was a starter. starter. That's perfect. I love it. He might punch you. He was mad. He was mad. (laughs) Only if I play an over in a UVA basketball game. Like, I was mad. Like, it was one of those, it happens, right? Me and Teddy have been doing stuff forever. You know Teddy, though. He was kind of condescending. Like, he really did. Like, he laughed at me early and stuff. (laughs) But knowing Teddy, he probably sent you five text messages apologizing afterwards. That's what he always ends up doing. (laughs) No, during the break, he was like, whoa, whoa, I didn't know you were going to get that in. Fire. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. (laughs) Yeah. I was the one after I said it. I said, you know, I said, hey, people loved it. They thought it was great radio, right? So pe- people thought it was great radio, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's Teddy's the nicest guy in the world. He can push buttons, but he, as you know, like deep down inside, he's about as nice as any person you'll ever meet. <laughs> that's exactly it, and that's why uh, me and Teddy go way back, and he likes to push the buttons. He just did and hit me for whatever reason. <laughs> There's a chance in like seven days when I see him, I won't remember Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I, uh, I don't know, I don't know if, I'm, if I'm feeling in a funny or a jerk mood, I'll remind you. I'll say, hey, bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me remind you, like Thursday or Friday of next week will probably be when I run into him because we got the meet and greet on Saturday the 20th. So I'll definitely see him like Friday and Saturday. Um, that, <laughs> in fact, I might do when we're around a lot of people just to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to rent me. He's going to oh, have Morantz, he's lucky I even go on his show. I nearly hung up on him. <laughs> I guarantee you. All right, so, so I wanted to get to, to the NFL a little bit before we get you out of here. Uh, Phillies and Mets. Even though, dude, I hit the under tonight. That was my theory. I said on, on Game Time Decisions tonight before the game, I'm like, listen, we're really in football mode. But I said, man, um, I like the under because I don't think they're going to hit Scherzer much. But I said, man, the Phillies are a good, you know, they're playing really well right now. And they're a big, big price delay. They find a way to win. It's, I find it interesting that you know you get the Grom at less than 200 here, total six and a half, man. What hard not to go back to the under, isn't it? Yeah, I mean Degrom, the Mets have not hit for Degrom for several seasons now, and he makes his debut of uh, a previous Tuesday when the Nationals beat him five-one. He pitched really well, and then you know they could only get one run, and then of course the Mets don't give Scherzer much run support on Friday night, as you mentioned. So um, Degrom pitching well, and the Mets' offense is suspect when these aces are on the hill for some reason. 
Any uh, before we wrap it up with a little football? Any baseball catcher I hear overnight a game specifically? Well, I mean the Dodgers continue to roll as we talked about it. Yeah. They cover the run line basically every single win during the streak. So I mean it's really hard to fade them. But at some point you got to figure they take their foot off the gas. Oh, I, I think Sunday they- maybe against Singer, not tomorrow. Maybe Singer yeah. gets them Sunday. Well, the thing, too, is the Yankees. I was curious to see if the Yankees might wake up in Boston, but the Red Sox got them 3-2, so it's really tough to back the Yankees. And I think the Astros in that same spot, you know, they had a nail-biter with Oakland. So these are teams that have double-digit division leads. They can kind of put it on autopilot. I'd be very careful with them over the next month. Uh, Steve, in our final couple of moments uh, here, clean sweep so far in the National Football League for overbetters. Overwhelming. Overwhelming. I have not bet every one of them, but I've been on quite a few of them, uh, Steve. Quite a bombastic start to the preseason so far. And if you recall, everybody, and you and I talked about this, I said, guys, don't just assume that every preseason game goes on, uh, under the number because everybody was betting the under that Hall of Fame game. And case in point, here we go. Yeah, and keep in mind that four of the five games on Friday night, the line rose two to three points from the opener. So the sharp money was on the over as well. The one exception was Arizona-Cincinnati because both teams looked like they just wanted to get out of that game without anybody getting hurt. Um, And even in that game, Arizona put up 36 on their own. The total was only 31. So it's really been incredible, the scoring. Look how the markets reacted, Steve. 38 and a half, Chicago and Kansas City. 37 and a half, Carolina, Washington. 37 and a half, Buffalo. No more 30 and a half, Steve's anymore. It's all 37 and a half. Uh, look, Miami, Miami and uh, Tampa's a 32 and a half. Uh, but you, we see how the markets have adjusted already. What do you think? Will there be a regression tomorrow? Well, and Gabe, let's look. The Buffalo total was 36 until 10 o'clock Eastern Friday night, went to 38. Um, that other total you mentioned, Chicago, was 37 and a half, went to 38, like at 10 o'clock Eastern. So basically, these lines rose when the other games finished on Friday night. So not a surprise. I've been absolutely drilling uh, the preseason uh, so far, but we just sort of take it a game at a time. Speaking of Washington, the Commanders and the Panthers uh, tomorrow, uh, Steve. Interesting quarterback situation with Carolina. I think they're intriguing at plus two and a half with Baker Mayfield uh, and Darnold and company. Yeah, you know, speaking of Teddy, he and I had a discussion on Tuesday on wagertalk.com. Um, you know, I was saying three is key in regular season, and he said he thinks one and two are more likely margins than three in preseason games. Um, I've never run the numbers to check that, but I you do agree. notice a lot of two and a halves out there. So if that's the case, yeah. you might be getting that key number of two with Carolina. And you and I have talked about it as well that, you know, the games are a little more funky in the preseason. Oh, you're damn right. Look at tonight at the end here with the Atlanta Falcons. They're down. We're getting two and a half. They're down by three there in field goal range, but they go for it. Right. right. They try to score a touchdown. And and look at last night. New York Giants were two and a half the three-point favorites. They win by two. Play the money line, guys. Play play the money line with these games. Steve, it's always a pleasure, my man. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Steve. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
I'm Gabriel Ramsey kicking it Sirius XM Channel 159, a mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, the 50,000 watt juggernaut. Let's do this thing. We continue our team by team breakdowns as the National Football League regular season rapidly approaches. The preseason is here. Let's talk Los Angeles Chargers of football and more with Eric Williams. FoxSports.com steps up and in. Eric, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. So, Eric, we've been uh, breaking down, um, you know, each team. Team, team by team previews, um, you know, from from beat writers, from handicappers, from odds makers, and you know, some teams, some teams, um, every year, nobody will ever believe in, right? Well, something will happen. All right, it doesn't matter what's happened in the past. Um, but when it comes to the Los Angeles Chargers, I find it fascinating that the glass is half full with this team. Uh, you know, Staley is the favorite to be coach of the year. Um, people talk about Justin Herbert to be the MVP. I've had a lot of guests come on and talk about, wow, the Chargers, this is the Chargers year. You've been around the Chargers a long time. How many times have you heard, this is the Chargers year? I'm a Bills fan. I've always looked at the Chargers like uh, the West Coast version of the Bills. Something will always happen but man people are pretty optimistic coming into this year well i definitely think there is reason for optimism he started the quarterback position first you look at justin herbert who you know i expect to be an mvp candidate because of you know his talent you know and what he can do and what he showed us what he could do last year um so you you know you're going into a season where he's going to be in the offense the same offense for a second year for the row, I believe for the first time since college. Um, so being able to build off that, I think is huge. So I have pretty much the same weapons on offense. You talk about Keenan Allen, Michael Williams, Austin Eckler, they add Gerald Everett at tight end. Um, you know, you mentioned head coach Brandon Staley. Now going into his second season, you would hope that he's kind of ironed out some of the kinks that maybe he had to deal with in his first year. Um, and then you look at the division, I mean, obviously everybody's gotten better, but you are dealing with two first-year head coaches in Denver and in Las Vegas. And then you look at the Chiefs who, you know, nobody's been able to beat in this division. They do lose their best playmaker in Tyreek Hill, so you expect maybe they take a, a step back. Uh, so I think, again, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic, but we're talking about the charges here. <laughs> you know, even though they've, what's happened in years past, years past, they've always kind of find a way to stub their toe. Uh, they didn't make it into the playoffs last year. They should have been into, in the playoffs. Um, you know, the last year that they went to the playoffs, I think it was 2018, when Phil Rivers was with them. They lost to the New England Patriots on the road in the game. A lot of people thought that they would win. Um, so there's just kind of always that one thing or another that happens with the Chargers, and it'll be interesting to see if they could kind of get over the hump and get into not only get into the postseason, but you know, win a couple games when they get in the postseason. I think that's kind of you know, what the expectation is around the league this year. I see a lot of similarities between Justin Herbert and and Josh Allen, as far as you know, as far as the impact that they can have on their football teams. Uh, but as you just stated, get in the playoffs and then have success in the playoffs isn't easy, right? So you know, you sort of got to get into the playoffs first. You know, listening to you talk and you look at the team on paper, as you stated, I understand the enthusiasm, I understand uh, the optimism. So what what is it that holds this team back? Is it some sort of weird curse? Has it been, you know, listen, health on the defensive side of the football has been an issue, right? And let, let's cut yeah. to the chase here. I guess defensively <laughs> they need to be a lot better stopping the run. So they bring in Khalil Mack right now. From what I'm hearing, man, Bosa's like, uh, Bosa's already a badass, but they're talking like Bosa's like reborn right now or something, Eric. What are you hearing about that? Yeah, I was able to watch practice last week and, and, and talk to Joey. Uh, and, and Joey looks good. You know, he looks a little bit thinner than he has in years past. So it looks like he's dropped a little bit of weight. And, and a lot of players do that as they get older in the NFL so they can continue to play fast. Um, Khalil Mack, they're hoping that he's going to be able to stay healthy coming off that foot injury that forced him to miss the last 10 games last year while he was with Buffalo. They also added Sebastian Joseph Day inside, which is what they needed, interior defensive line help. Uh, Sebastian was a beast for the Rams, uh, is familiar with the scheme because he played for Brandon Staley uh, with with L.A. Uh, in Los Angeles, their cross-town rivals with the Chargers. So I think that will help them defensively. But you said it. I mean, this is a team that gave up the most points in the fourth quarter uh, last year. They were dead last in terms of getting off the field in third down. Um, you know, a lot of times we saw those those late-game theatrics by 
Herbert because the defense was giving up so many points. So they have to be better defensively. You know, they get J.C. Jackson from the Patriots in terms of their secondary help. Hopefully they get Derwin James signed. I think that's probably going to happen uh, just based on Telesco. He likes to, to sign his picks. Um, so you, you get Derwin back in there, obviously, with, with Jackson and, and, and get good play from your secondary. And I think really the main thing is that pass rush. They need to get off the field on third down. And, and, and at the end of the games, having Mack and, and Joey, who, like you said, seems reinvigorated and, and watching practice is going to be big. One thing that history seems to repeat itself a lot, um, you know, in, in life and in, in, in the world, et cetera, but in the National Football League with players as well. So let me ask you about the wide receiver situation because it seems like on a yearly basis they're going to get hurt, right? Is the depth yep. there? You know, because I always hear about this. Man, they got Keenan Allen. They got Mike Williams. Yeah, that's good. Yep. But can Keenan Allen and Mike Williams stay on the field for 17 weeks? What's your take yep. on the depth at the wide receiver position? That's a great question, and I think that the depth is going to be one of the concerns with this team. Uh, Josh Palmer has had a good training camp. Looks like he's going to be their number three. They also like DeAndre Carter. He's made some plays as well. But um, they really haven't had that that consistent vertical deep threat since Tyrell, Tyrell Williams was there, and that was probably the best you know receiver trio they had when Tyrell had it going. So I'm interested if Jalen Guyton can kind of be that guy that can serve as a consistent vertical threat. He definitely has the speed, just need to be a little more consistent with his hands, but he's a playmaker as well. But you're right. I mean, with the way that Keenan and Mike play, you know, just going up with those 50-50 balls and because they're big body receivers, they're going to be in harm's way a lot. You talk about going over the middle of the field. Um, you need somebody that can kind of come in and, and replicate what they're able to do. And I don't know if they have that uh, on their roster right now. Speaking of depth, um, let's talk about the running back position a little bit. I'm a big Eckler fan. You know, I think he's a great guy, and I think he's a great football player. Uh, but a lot of people think that Spiller was one of the sort of steel secret, sort of under-the-radar uh, draft picks of this uh, of this draft. What's your take on Spiller, and um, what, you know, what, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I like Spiller a lot. I watched him a lot in college when he was at Texas A&M. Um, when you look at the Chargers, they really haven't had that kind of thunder and lightning since Melvin Gordon left a couple of years ago in free agency. They brought in guys to kind of give them that. Uh, but, you know, those guys have struggled to either stay healthy or hold on to the football. So I think Spiller is a guy that could give them that. Um, I think Eckler is probably – obviously Eckler is a beast and I have a lot of respect for his ability to kind of – carve out the career that he has as an undrafted rookie out of out of Western Colorado. But I think it would be better for Eckler to kind of limit his touches a little bit so that he's able to stay healthy at the end of the year when you need him most and be fresh and be explosive. If you're able to get Spiller in there and give him 10 to 15 touches, um, I think it would be great to kind of lessen the workload off of Eckler. Uh, Spiller's going to have to compete for time. You know, they still have Roundtree. They still have Joshua Kelly. Those guys have been playing pretty good in camp. But I expect Spiller's going to be the number two guy. And, again, a guy that is, you know, bigger, can run through tackles, can catch the ball in the backfield, is a nice complement to kind of what you get from Eckler. Looking at the Chargers' schedule, got to love how the season starts. Man, week one is just lit, <laughs> isn't it, this year, man? Like, yeah. Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. Uh, he's got so many great matchups. Carolina with, with the Baker Mayfield, the Bills and the Rams, the season opener, and the Raiders and the Chargers. So the last time they played, we know what happened. Raiders end up going to the playoffs. And people forget, man, the Raiders actually were, what, they were on like the 10-yard line, 12-yard line, moving in to mm -hmm. potentially to, uh, to beat the uh, – the Cincinnati Bengals. I personally think people are sleeping. Like, with the arrival, what's your take on this? Because with the arrival of Russell Wilson now, oh, okay, like the Broncos have been elevated so much, and everyone just sort of pushed the Raiders down. Well, Derek Carr, even if he's good, he's not. He's the worst quarterback in the division. Like, even if the Raiders this, they're still – they're not better than everybody else. I said, I don't know, man. I saw the Raiders play the Chargers last year with a spot in the playoffs on the line, and who ended up winning the game? So, you know, and the Raiders got a chip on their shoulder. What a big game to start the year. Uh, and then after it's the Chiefs, man. Yeah, yeah. And first of all, let's talk about the schedule. I mean, the NFL did not do the Chargers any favors. You got to open up at home against the Raiders. Probably going to be a couple Raiders fans there in SoFi. I mean, yeah, just a few. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to take over the building like they usually do. I mean, it is what it is. And then after that, you got to go to KC Thursday night. 
to play the Chiefs. I mean, if you start the season 0-2, not only 0-2, but 0-2 in your division, that's a pretty deep hole that you have to kind of dig your way out of. So if they could get through those first two games 1-1 one and one, if it's the Chargers, I think you'd be okay with that. You mentioned the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, you add you know, probably the best receiver in the NFL in, in Adams. I mean, no disrespect to Cooper Cup. I have a lot of respect for him. Um, and then you talk about uh, Chandler Jones, you know, adding him to, to Max Crosby defensively. They can run the football, I believe, so they'll have balance. Darren Waller is one of the better, you know, top five tight end in the league. I like what Henfro, Hunter Renfro brings to the table. Uh, they got a lot of pieces there. Uh, my concern is, is just first-year head coaches, usually it takes a while for them to kind of establish their culture and, and, and figure out what they're going to do in terms of the in-game management of, of a game week to week. And, and, and you might kick a couple games that you, you, you should win. I mean, look at what happened with Staley last year, 9-8. and eight. They probably should have been 11-6, and six, to be honest. Um, so that would be my concern, not only with, with McDaniels, but with Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett in Denver. I think there's going to be an adjustment there, even though you add Russell Wilson to what was already a pretty good team defensively, you know, offensive pieces, offensive line. Um, so, again, I just – I really feel like the Chargers need to win now. It's set up for them to have success this season, particularly with Justin still being in his rookie contract. And every year that you don't get in the postseason with a quarterback like, like Justin, you're, you're kind of wasting his career. I can't disagree. These windows aren't open forever. So uh, we got about a minute and a half or two minutes left with you on the way out here. The win total for the Chargers right now, most teams are, it's always like a half, right? They don't like putting the, the even numbers up, but people like the Chargers, so it's up to 10. It's an even 10. So I'll ask you about the win total this year. Their, their win total is 10. And as far as the division is concerned, Chiefs are still favorites. They're plus 155, Chargers plus 240, Broncos plus 260, Raiders 7-1. Over under uh, Charger wins this year. What do, what do you think the record is? Ballpark figure. I know, you know we're still a couple of weeks away from the season. And who wins the division? I'll go over on the Chargers. I'll go 11 and six. You know, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I don't know why I'm doing this. having covered the team for several years. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess Justin Herbert kind of has me going glass half. And listen, Eric, I'm a Bills fan, bro. Right? Like lifelong <laughs> since the seventies type deal. So when they lost last year, no 13 seconds, people, and I was on the air right after I was on the air during the game, right after the game, people were like, Moran, can you believe it? Can you believe it? I'm like, yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I can believe it. <laughs> That's why for all the Charger fans, I feel your pain, guys. I'm like, something will happen, man. <laughs> I am going to go glass after 11 and 6. I'm going to stick with the cheese up top. I feel like if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And they've won it six straight years. And, and I know that, you know, again, Hill's not there, but Andy Reid's still there. Patrick Mahomes is still, still there. I feel like they're going to figure out a way to score points on offense. The, the issue for the Chiefs is going to be defensively. Can they, can they cobble together a good enough defense to stop people in, in, in important situations so they can win games? Um, so I would go Chiefs, Chargers. Um, I'll go Raiders. I think the Chargers and Raiders are going to be right there. And then, you know, I, 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 people are pumping the Broncos up, but, you know, I think it's going to be a transition for the Broncos. I'm going to put the Broncos last. Eric Williams, FoxSports.com. Great insight, great breakdown, Eric. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right 
a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Quickest 180 and Sports Talk Radio continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people who bust them, and everybody else in between. Thanks to Eric Williams for kicking it with us uh, on the program here uh, tonight. We're not done. Rob Vino is going to join us in Level 3, talking uh, L.A. Charger uh, football. Season win total, it's an even 10 at FanDuel. I always like to, uh, you know, this is a type of, um, it's the season right now where you're going to need to look for the best available number uh, that you can get for win totals, right? If you like an over, you look, okay, it's higher here, it's lower there. And uh, if you like an under, etc. The Chargers, you know, I'm torn with the Chargers this year. In the sense that, listen, Justin Herbert's amazing, and he's going to give you a chance to win a lot of football games. You know, you're going to be in every game that you're in because you got Justin Herbert. It's always like, yeah, you know what, we could score, right? It's sort of like like Josh Allen and the Bills, where you think, yeah, they, they can score. They'll be able to move the ball down the field. But Chargers defense needs to get a lot better. They're going to be in a million track meets still, I think. Even though they're going to be better, I still think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts and track meet football games. Yet in the big picture, in the big picture. I think the Chargers will have a good year. I think the Chargers will have a good year. I think the Chargers um, you know, are a playoff caliber football team, so I can't disagree uh, with the thought process that this is a double-digit win uh, football team. Now, and I said about numbers because there are 10.5s out there as well. There are 10.5s. Right, so if you're thinking, nah, they're not an 11 win team, then boom, you take the under 10 and a half. If you think, yeah, you know what, they're 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 a 10 win team, then you take there. Like you could actually middle this stuff. There's a lot of ways you can approach it. So if you can get the 10, I think the 10's a decent number. I I actually agree with Eric's assessment. I think the Chargers are an 11 win football team. 11 11 and six for the Chargers. Man, this division's going to be a bloodbath. Rob Vino will step up and in. Listen, we're going to break down all the NFL preseason games that are on the slate for Saturday and more. Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 